Welcome to the Entrepreneur's MBA, bringing you lessons from real-life entrepreneurs they don't teach in business school. Here's your host, business coach and marketing strategist, Adam Kipnis. Welcome back today to the Entrepreneur's MBA. I'm your host, Adam Kipnis. Um, two of the biggest things that people talk about in today's world are branding and influencers. And not everyone, if you're not a big social media person, maybe you don't know what to do with influencers. You maybe you don't even know what an influencer is. But I will tell you that it's a really important part to understand how it works, why it works, and how you can benefit from it. Because big companies have the money to build a brand. They can go out and they can spend money on advertising. They can spend money on you know, logos and giveaways and TV commercials. But the everyday business owner, the everyday entrepreneur doesn't have the capital to do that. So building a brand and being known before you walk into a room is a very difficult thing to do. So learning how to do that is paramount in today's social media filled world and people's short attention spans. And today we're gonna learn a lot about that. There are systems to follow, there are tips to follow, there are ways to make yourself bigger and more noticeable and more recognizable than ever before. And our guest today is gonna to dig into that. Uh, so I'm really excited for what we're about to talk about. Um, as always, my show is brought to you by powertexting.com and C-Suite Radio. Powertexting.com gives away a free hotel stay in one of 17 four or five star resorts around the world. And one listener of today's podcast will win that trip. So I will tell you a little bit more about that in a second. Um, if you've listened before, you know that I'm all about strategic planning and one of the biggest parts of strategic planning is driving more customers to your business. And if you need more customers, you need more revenue, definitely um, check out my book at freebookfromadam.com. It is free, it is step-by-step, -step. it is everything you need to get more customers in your business without spending money on marketing or advertising. It's just ways that you can do it. And no one is going to call us after this. We are not taking phone calls today. But um, today's guest is the CEO of Hollywood Branded, an LA influencer marketing, branding, content, and pro product placement agency. She's got over 23 years of leadership experience building global branded content for Fortune 500 companies that you've all heard of, BlackBerry, Bumble, Canadian Club, Pilot Pen. She knows this business better than anyone. As an expert in the field, she's been on all the top media outlets, spoken at conferences, and hosts her own podcast called Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. She is going to light us up with some great information. Stacey Jones, thanks for joining today. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Adam. So thank you so much for having me here. You know, obviously my phone is ringing off the hook. It is now silenced, but I really am looking forward to chatting with you and your listeners today. Fantastic. No, I appreciate it because when I saw what you do, it's something that's so important in today's world. And I want to know, you know, how did you get here? How did you, one, learn all this information and decide to go out on your own? What's your path? Sure. So I founded Hollywood Branded back in 2007. And prior to that, for over a decade, I ran an agency that was doing something very similar within the product placement world. And what we did was a lot of partnerships with movies and TV shows 
and influencer marketing didn't exist yet. Um, the buzzwords then were celebrity. So we did a lot with celebrity endorsements and movie promotions and getting the brand into the content. And you know, we did a great job at it, but there's a lot more that we could have done. And I also hit that proverbial glass ceiling. And after a decade left to open up my own shingle, which was Hollywood branded. Very cool. And was that a, was it a, a dream coming or was it, did it come to you saying, all right, I've got to do this? Yeah. So basically my family and my friends all said, we're tired of hearing how unhappy you are at your current job that you've been talking about now for two, three, four years. So <laughs> what are you going to do about it? And I was one of those people who was super dedicated and just, you know, believes that you just worked, 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 and you got rewarded. And again, I just, I hit that wall where a lot of us hit and you just don't have room to move anymore. And I firmly believe that in any career, at any stage of your life, that if you've stopped growing, if you've stopped learning, if you've stopped being able to expand and try new things, then it's time to move on and try something else. And so that's what happened. And I left and I started Hollywood Branded out of my house and ended up having employees on day one, which was a lot of people in a little tiny two-bedroom house. Um, that was an eye-opening experience as an entrepreneur to live through that experience. And it did get me to hustle to find an office building um, a little bit faster. But influencer marketing and was just coming up. The Kardashians, that was 2007. That's when they really started exploding. And we were working with BlackBerry and getting Kim Kardashian and her family BlackBerry devices and Paris Hilton. And we were working with all sorts of different brands in continuing doing product placement, television, film, but also starting to the foray of what's this world of social media? What could actually happen with these individuals who are posting about the brand in their content? That's what got us to where I am today. That's awesome. So you, you had employees on day one. Many companies wait too long to hire employees. Um, hiring them early, tell us about that process and the, the reason that you decided to go that way. Yeah, so it was a really bad mistake. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> bad, bad, bad idea. So you can go one of two ways. You can wait too long or you can go too fast. And I had really big expectations out of the gate. And when I started the company, there was a little bit of a gap, not much, um, in between leaving and starting, you know, a couple of weeks. And I had the idea that I was going to just hit the ground running. And there was so much business opportunity. Now, mind you, I told you that this was back in 2007. If you remember, that's when the bottom fell out. That's when we went into a massive recession. And everyone stopped spending money. So that was hurdle number one. Start a business and no one wants to spend money. Hurdle number two was in Los Angeles, we're very dependent upon our unions when we're in the entertainment industry. And it was the largest writer's strike that ever had happened. And they shut down Hollywood right after I opened for months on end. So now I have employees and I'm feeding them basically uh, out of my own pocket because we have very limited clients yet. And I can't even have them do any work because their writer strikes going on and I can't have them out on sets because no one's filming. So that was a bit of a challenge to start a business off on. I bet. And, you know, thinking about that timing, I had somebody on, on last week and she decided to start her business in October of 2008, um, which is probably just as bad a time uh, because that was the absolute sort of bottom and when everything was melting down on Wall Street. 
Um, and in her business, it turned out to be perfect timing because it, she is, does virtual assistant work and people didn't want to have employees. And so virtual assistants were a great transition. So it was wonderful timing. In your business, even with the writer strike, but with the coming of social media and free ways to do influencer marketing, did you get some benefit from the opportunity that was right before you that appeared right after that? And I think the benefit really was less about the social influencers and more about the fact that product placement is an incredibly low cost per thousand advertising tactic. And so we utilize that to talk to all the brands who are no longer spending heavy media dollars and who were looking at getting creative. And so we had some people who opened their pocketbooks to us, maybe at lower levels than we previously would have been able to get, but we were still tapping into that and we were a proven entity um, on what we could actually deliver and, and de serve. So brands took a chance working with us as a new agency and grew with us over the years, which was beneficial. No, that's wonderful because you had, you had relationships yep. and you weren't changing what you did. That's yep. one of the hardest things for people to do is convert clients from one place to another. Forget about contracts and legalities of, of what people may have to deal with. How did you um, win their trust, even with a different brand in a different place? You make me laugh. I keep on laughing because this is so long ago, but now I'm like, oh, remember the recession? Well, right after I started my company, my former employer sued me. So they did not want me to start a competitive company to them because I was all things their agency. I had developed it all. I had created all of the IP. I had created the processes. I had done all the sales. And I, again, I was very loyal. I never touched a single one of their clients and the lawsuit went away. Uh, lots of dollars to lawyers. So that's not a fun way to start a business. But what I do encourage entrepreneurs to know is make sure you know what your rights are. If you do leave a company and start something similarly, depending on the state you live in, you have a lot more rights than your employer might actually want you to think that you have. Um, as long as you don't steal anything and as long as you don't uh, infringe on clients. So while I did have a lot of established clients to answer your question, what I really had was a lot of established relationships in Hollywood. So the Hollywood people weren't paying me, but I could open the door to anyone simply by saying, Hey, I'm here. Let's chat. I'm working with some new brands. And those doors were open to me because of my you know, more than a decade of relationships that I had built and friendships that I had built and the time that I invested in that. That's really, really good information and, and so many good nuggets in there and just how to utilize the relationships that you have and not necessarily the clients. Um, and, and also always having a good attorney is a, a great thing for every entrepreneur to have. If you don't have one, go get one. Uh, we're talking to Stacey Jones on the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast brought to you by powertexting.com. As I said, powertexting.com does give away a free hotel stay to one listener of every show. Go to podcasttrip.com and register to win. Um, they're super cool. I've been at many of them and you'll love them. So Stacy, tell me a little bit more now transitioning to today. Now your business is up and running. You've got 12 years. You've got lots of clients. What, what does it really mean to be branded Hollywood style? 
Okay, so what that means is we work with TV shows and feature films, music videos, celebrities, and those social influencers, all of those people who are super sized down to very small influencers who you probably know, because if you have over 500 influencers, you are qualified as a nano influencer in today's marketplace. But we work with other people to create content or to become part of content that the brand is doing. So it's reciprocal, it goes back and forth. So we'll work with a brand and let's say there is a feature film and they have this big scene that's all about military, it's night, and they could use some cool special effects and maybe some extra gear along the way. And one of our clients, like FLIR, which is a thermal camera, company that is very big with military and government as well as other sectors that are more business based, they're able to come in and provide millions of dollars of loan of camera equipment in order to make that scene better and in exchange they get to actually be seen in the film too with verbal mentions and logo shots like we did with Rampage with Dwayne Johnson. Or with Bumble this last summer, if anyone knows um, Jane Fonda and Candace Bergen, we did a partnership where Bumble, where you get to, as a woman, swipe right or left on whatever match that you might be interested in on your mobile app um, to date. Um, we had Candace Bergen actually have a whole storyline written into the film where she went on a dating encounter with one man after another until she found Mr. Right. Or we work with a nonprofit water company called Water uh, Can Water for Kids, and we put them in every TV show and feature film that is appropriate for their branding. And so we create these opportunities where there's third party options, where there's these other people's platforms where the brand can become part of the storyline, whether as small as just being a prop in a bottle of water on a desk, part of being an actual storyline with an integrated mobile app, or actually doing a mega million dollar shoot uh, helping a production bring their film even more to life. And I, everyone listening, I'm sure that you've, you've seen product placement. I mean, if there's a computer, usually, you know, Apple, you see the Apple on there, there's a can of Coke on the, uh, on the desk. All of these things are done purposely and specifically. And, you know, you're never going to watch movies the same again once you sort of know how this all works. But it's really powerful to have that brand recognition. And the big companies obviously can do this because they've got big budgets and can get into big movies. But what about smaller firms? Maybe they've got a new product that's come out or they need more exposure for it. What are some things that people can do with you to get their smaller products and services noticed to the bigger audiences? Yeah, absolutely. We work with brands of all sizes. We work with those mega million dollar, you know, product lines where the item itself is mega million dollars not just their marketing budgets, but also down to very small companies. We have worked with lots of mom and pops where there's opportunities. Every time you think of a movie or TV show, right? It, it's mimicking real life. If you're seeing a scene and it's a kitchen, you're gonna have all types of products and all levels of products in that kitchen. If you have a child in a child's room, you're gonna have the child's toys, the books, their clothing, their blankets, their sheets, their moguls. You know, you have a show that has dogs. Now you have dog food. You can do 
pretty much product placement in any type of content if they're open to product placement. There's lots of, there's some limitations because of advertisers and certain networks, but there is an option out there for every single brand. And then if it's not in a movie or a TV show, then you can also look at the social influencer landscape. And that is something that everyone can afford. Because as I mentioned a minute ago, you know, you could have a celebrity social influencer that has millions of followers, or you could have what's called a micro influencer. Uh, and that's someone who's going to have like 10,000 to 50,000 followers. And then the in-between part is the macro influencer. And they're going to have 50 to hundreds of thousands of followers. And then I'm not going in order. I'm trying to confuse all of y'all. There's a tiny, tinier uh, influencer, which is the nano influencer. And they're going to have anywhere from like, you know, 500 to 5,000, 7,500. They're just smaller than a micro. And that's what a lot of our listeners today actually are, because you have following groups that brands are starting to get interested in seeing how they can leverage, because the smaller your social following, you still have to have one, but the smaller it is, the higher the engagement is. So there's lots of brands who are interested, and smaller brands should be really, really interested in doing this as well, in looking at influencers who speak your language who are very core to your target demographic and who could help tell your story to their friends and their followers. And so you can become part of someone else's content in so many different ways. And I, I guess I would be a nano influencer. I guess, which platform um, do you see these on? I, I know Instagram's obviously very big. I know some people in the influence world there. Um, Facebook caps you at 5,000 unless you've got a fan page and LinkedIn is a totally different world. Obviously, depending on the, the client you're working with, the different platform will probably change, but where are you seeing the industry go and where are you seeing the biggest bang for people's bucks today? Sure, it's gonna depend completely on the type of brand you are. So let's say you're a B2B and you are targeting other businesses. Well, you're gonna look at people who have a strong voice on LinkedIn, right? You're also gonna look at people just like you, Adam, who have a podcast. You are, a, are an influencer. You have advertisers on your show, right? Yes. So you are, you are an influencer in that regard. You are considered one. So, you know, that would be more of a B2B play. You also have... Um, obviously, Instagram right now, if you are a teen, a tween, if you're a millennial, that's where you're going to go. Um, Facebook is really driving older now because all of our moms got on it. And so all the kids went away. And maybe all our moms being my age too, like anyone in their mid forties up, got onto Facebook and all of the teens, tweens, and millennials said, we're out of here. Um, so that is lowering down a little bit. Um, Twitter can be really good based on who the uh, influencer is for casual conversations um, for both the B2B as well as the B2C consumer demographic. And those should be your core. And then YouTube, you know, YouTube's great with gamers. It's great with um, beauty influencers. Um, you have Twitch now, which is a gaming platform. And if you're targeting boys, that would be a great one to be and going after. So there's something out there for pretty much everyone. That's super important information because it's, you don't have to have a million followers. You don't have to be on Kim Kardashian site. You have to be someplace where people are and knowing who your client is and, and what you want to say to them will lead you to the right influencer channel. And 
one thing that's been beneficial to me, I've had the opportunity at different conferences and places that I've spoken to have my picture taken with different celebrities. And they always get big engagement. And when I meet people, they're like, how do you meet all these people? Can you talk just a little bit about the celebrity aspect of not necessarily being on their channel, but maybe utilizing a picture in the right way or utilizing an opportunity with a celebrity um, to gain from their influence? Sure. There's lots of ways that you can start working directly with celebrities. Uh, you know, typically there's always going to be some sort of cost that goes along with that, but you can look at different events that they're going to be participating in that especially charity causes that are feel good and that maybe you could get involved with as well. Or are there gift bag opportunities or are there gift lounges? And that's a great way to get celebrities and photos where the celebrities are going to be walking through the lounge, liking, um, things that they see and picking them up and holding them and knowing that they have to smile for the camera and you're not going to necessarily get your Angelina Jolie's or your Brad Pitt's and Jennifer Aniston's at these but you are going to get some very relatable very well-known celebrities that your consumer market is going to engage with so there's lots of options and you know we get product out to celebrities directly by going to them on TV shows and feature films and to their dressing rooms and gifting them and if they like something then they ask for more of it and lots of times they're seen out by with press using it wearing it having it um, it just depends on the type of brand you are and company you are of what type of product you have to try to leverage in that world. And, and all of you out there that, that probably post your brand on your own site and you, you know, are trying to gain exposure within your following for whether it's if you're a fashion designer wearing your own clothes and talking about your own clothes or me and, and the work that I do with my clients. If I talk about it, it's one thing. But if you have someone of Stacy's talent and, and knowledge of the industry, it's quite another, right? If, if I promote my own stuff, it's one thing. But if you have someone and you know what you're doing to do it, it changes the game entirely. Right. And that's really what my business is founded on. I mean, we really are just looking at how do you harness pop culture? And that's what influencers are, right? Everyone who's talking on social is just an element of pop culture of what's going on today, whether it's a podcast, a social post, a TV show, a music video, or a feature film. And so when you're part of that, when you get that third party you know, thumbs up, because why would someone use your brand if it's not a good brand? I mean, that's the ideology of it, right? You're giving credibility to your brand and other people are using it and talking about it. And that's what the power is. I love that. And you can find out so much more on hollywoodbranded.com. Stacy's got a ton of information and, and videos and, and even trainings on there where you can learn to do some of this stuff for yourself as you get ready to hire an expert. And Stacey, as you've grown your business, obviously you're, you know a lot of people um, that can help these products get endorsed, but where are your clients coming from? What, what has proven successful? Uh, so how do I go about and get clients on board? Right. Uh, well, you know, podcasts like this, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, where most of our clients come from, we don't do a whole lot of door knocking. We probably should do a lot more than we do. But we do a lot of blogging and podcasts and PR. So back in 2012, I decided I was going to have an agency blog. And it was painful and it was hard. And I did it myself. And every week, I would churn out another blog. And 
it started getting easier and easier. And we now have over a thousand blogs from our agency. All of our team blogs are all required to do a blog a month. And we get really great positioning on Google through SEO from doing that. And I don't pay for advertising. So we get a lot from that. And what's great about it, it's opened up the doors for a lot of reporters and media outlets to read what we write because we write from a very educational point of view. We try to do a lot of value, a lot of how-to guides, how you can actually do all of this yourself. I'm willing to give it all away if someone wants to learn how. And then when they're ready and they realize that it's like chasing cats and herding them all over the place, that they'll come knocking on my door again. Um, so that's really worked well for us. You know, and the blogs railed into podcasts. I did over 100 podcasts on these how-to articles um, that I had started. And then at that point, I stretched out into doing interviews just like this with other people um, to bring in more value to my listeners and just have continued. And really, I think it's the power of PR because we're mentioned in a lot of places. Somehow along the way, I became the... Um, I became the celebrity brand expert. So it wasn't just that I'm a brand expert or a Hollywood product placement expert or an influencer expert. Now I'm a celebrity brand expert. So pretty much any time a celebrity messes up in their lives, so they have a divorce, they um, cheat, they break up with someone, they have a DUI, whatever it might be, I know that that next day, someone is going to reach out to me so I can talk about how to damage their brand and how they can come back from it. So it's been a very interesting, interesting route to get to where I am today. <laughs> I bet it sounds like it. And I, there are probably people out there listening, half of people's eyes are wide and they're like, I'm gonna be Hollywood and I'm gonna get my product out there. And the rest are saying, I'm not big enough to go to Hollywood. I, you know, no one is going to put my stuff in a movie. You know, what do you say to that second group, the people who maybe they're not doubters, but they're, they're just non-believers yet. Yeah. And, and maybe you're not quite ready for that and that's okay. Or maybe there's the perfect movie with a perfect storyline that's just waiting for you. But really you have to be there to play. So you have to participate and you have to provide product to Hollywood and create a relationship with them. And if you're not ready to do that, then social influencers are the perfect place to go. Or even look closer to home. Look at content that is in your neighborhood. What about local news and regional lifestyle programs? That's a perfect platform for you. It's not national, it's not global, but it's something that is going to give you a lot of power. What can you do where you're working on different, you know, I mentioned charities before. How can you align with an event? Maybe it has a cool person who's part of it. Maybe they're not an A-list celebrity, but they're a celebrity in their own community. And what type of content? Because again, all of this is about how do you leverage third-party content to pretty much plus up your own brand image. So how can you get involved more on even a local level so that you can start creating those relationships? That's great. That's, that's so great. So one more, one, two more questions for me. One is the difference between um, old school PR, public relations and branding. Um, do you see them as just two, two different names for the same thing or are they actually different? They're really the same thing. You know, when you're thinking PR, all you're thinking about is earned or paid media, right? 
Um, typically when people think PR, they're only thinking earned, that you're going out, you're earning your media, you're not paying for it, you're knocking on doors, you're delivering and serving up a great story that a reporter wants to run with. And that is about getting again in third party content for that validation, for that thumbs up, for that, yep, this is a legit brand because why as a reporter would I include this quote from this individual or talk about this company if they're not good? So we're, we like getting third party validation. And so to me, PR, it, it's just, it's very fluid. Um, I wrote a blog at one point that was the difference between advertising, entertainment marketing and PR. And really it all comes down to the same thing that you're trying to get engagement and you're trying to leverage other people's content in order to expand awareness of your own. Thanks for the explanation. Because no, it's, it's interesting that, you know, branding is today's term, but some older people may think of PR. So I just want to make sure that, that we clarified it a little bit. And, yeah. I, you know, people can go to your website at hollywoodbranded.com and they can um, see the information and the trainings you have there. Obviously, they can pick up the phone and call you, um, but a lot of people, they, they might not be ready for that. So what is the one thing that people can do as soon as they get off this podcast and they listen to it? What can they do to begin their own branding path that leads to you? Well, they can absolutely go and visit our blog. Again, we have so much content and it has a lovely little search bar that you can just type in and find something out right away. You can also go to learn.hollywoodbranded.com. And we do have some complimentary courses that are introductory into social influencer marketing that you can sign up for, uh, as well as some deeper learning on product placement, celebrity endorsements, and a very deep dive into how to be successful with influencer marketing in general. That's so awesome, because this is such an important, important piece of business in today's world is finding opportunities to be bigger than yourself, right? We can only touch so many people in a given day, but if we have someone like Stacy in our, uh, on our team, we can touch thousands of people knowing how to do it correctly. Stacy, thanks so much for being here and for the information. I think it was really an important thing for everyone to learn from. Well, I really greatly appreciated not only the time, but the conversation. You are an excellent host. Thank you. I appreciate that. And definitely check out her marketing mistakes and how to avoid them podcast and go to hollywoodbranded.com. Follow me on Instagram at, at Adam Kipnis. Thanks again for being here on the Entrepreneur's MBA. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA. Download Adam's free book, How to Make More Money in Your Business at www.freebookfromadam.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.